0: Hello and welcome back to the Her Foot Sake Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brusso, And on this pod, we we'll review the Future Stars promo and look ahead to the release of Prime Icon Moments. We also debate some topics, including is there a wrong or right way to play FIFA? Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. We do have three returning guests today, so we don't need any long introductions. First guest, welcome back to King Lampard. Welcome back.
1: Just for having me, Max. Just want to have a little special shout
0: out to uh, Rini. Second guest returning is the Goodlad77. Welcome back, Ross.
2: Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me as always. And Rini, always a pleasure, mate. Hope you're well.
0: And the third returning guest, of course, is Mark for Trader Mark. Welcome back.
3: Thank you. Pleasure as always. Hi, Rini.
0: So, of course, we have got through to the second week of the Future Stars promo. I think the Future Stars promo is definitely one of the, I think, the most looked forward to promos, at least after Team of the Year. In my opinion, it's one of my favourite alongside Foot Birthday. I know a lot of guys probably prefer Future Stars to Team of the Year just because a lot of the cars are attainable. I know a lot of guys did struggle to pack a team of the year. I, I won't mention any names, but definitely, team of the year is a um, it's a hard promo to really judge, I think, unless you pack one of the players. It's always uh, one of those promos that you look to the additional content for. But uh, a quick rundown on team two. I think there's some good players in there. Definitely is some, some players that I wouldn't be considered maybe end game, but if you look at like some Ansu Fati, you've got Saka as well, and the, uh, the Tap Sober, I think very, very good cards. I want to start with you first, Ross. Ross, what have you made of the Team Two in Future Stars? Um,
2: I think it's better than the first team. Um, I, I would also piggyback on you and say it's one of the one of the best promos. And I would say the reason is because you get to play with, you know, it's it's different cards, isn't it? It's different players in the usual meta. Um, you know, Anto Fatih, obviously headlines a promo. You know, fantastic card. Um, Saka as well. I'd like to have seen him maybe a little bit more from Ruben Diaz. Um, I obviously pulled, as soon as I can't flex out, I pulled the team of the year. I pulled James and my awards this weekend. So I've used him for a few games and he's all right. But yeah, it's a de- it's, it's, it's decent. Um, nice to see Diego, uh, Diego Dalla get his right-back cards. we I a lot of people are going to want that card because it's strong links to that flashback Ronaldo we got for team of the year. But um, yeah, it's decent. I think there's some fun cards out there. It's something I've always liked about it. It's just different players you know, than the usual sort of players that you see week in, week out, game in, game out and foot champions. So
0: not bad. Is there anyone apart from James that you want to try out in the coming weeks or not?
2: I've I've considered Diaz. I just can't decide if, if, you know, I think he'll do a job. Um, Saka looks fun. Obviously Fatty looks fun. Fatty's expensive. Um, I would say probably, probably Diaz for me would be the one. And like I said, obviously we're pulling James. I've got him. Um, and uh, he was good. He was decent. Did, did a good job at CDM. So, um, yeah, that's probably the ones for me. I think Anthony looks good, but it's just hard getting him in.
0: Yeah, I think I know I've been tempted to try and get him in with the links to Kleiber, the showdown right back there released. But I think, going on what you said about Ruben Diaz, the only issue I think with Diaz is that he looks very, very similar to normal gold, Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. I think the only stats really that Diaz is better than van Dyke in is their physicality. And the issue is, at least in my opinion, a lot of these future stars cards aren't better than cards that are really already out in the game. And I know that most of these guys already didn't have that that usable of a card. I think is really the only guy in this whole promo, or at least team two, that had a usable card beforehand. So again, it's bringing these new cards into the game. Just, again, all we always talk about is that the power curve this year is slowly going up. And it's tough. It's tough. I want to move on to King Lampard next. Um... Lamp, what have you made of Team Two?
1: I'm going to be a little bit controversial on Ross's opinion, and I think Team Two isn't as good as Team One. Um, I just feel like there's less um, usable players, like reachable and usable players, like Fatty and Saka. Phenomenal looking cards. Saka's—I think I just checked. There's like 2.7 million. Like not everyone, not everyone is paid to win, like myself. Um, or a mega trader like Mark. Um, so for the average players like Ross, um, it's hard to at- attain those kind of players, um, unless you are minted. Um, so for the average player, there's a feel that there's less usable cards compared to the first week, like when you have players like Harry Barnes, Dest, um, Rich James' is a right back card, I think it's better than the CDM card, um, Soz Belay So I think there's a lot more usable and enjoyable cards compared to this week's um, promo personally
0: yeah I think definitely some of these are hard to link in you know, you've got Estup- Estupinan mm. uh, Lainez Os- I think there's more cards in this one here that are cheaper than the first one I think the likes of the one card that I'm really disappointed with here is the Oscar card from Sevilla uh, I don't really get yeah. how that card is- those, it, is it was very one. random like he's like there's there's Team of the week star are like 81 rated they're nearly better than them yeah it's a weird one I said it's it's not bad I I I think this is slightly better than the first one, but I don't think they're like too different, really. Again, there's some good players in both. Again, the first one you had Kamavinga, was very expensive. I think the second most expensive one in the last one was and Rainer. Obviously, Reina's in Team 2 as well here, so price-wise, I think the one's a bit more expensive. But I think this one here, you've also got a lot of cheaper ones, too. I think the last one, the only real cheap one was, apart from Dalo, was the uh, looning, which uh, Langford, you packed him early, didn't you?
1: unfortunately I did on my party bag SPC yep thank you for reminding me
0: (laughs) no worries Uh, we're going to move on to Mark here Mark what have you made of team 2 here
1: yeah
3: I think pretty similar to what's been said already I think team 2 you've obviously got Ansu Fatih and I'd say Saka as the main two players which I think are more hyped up than the first batch of uh, team 1 players but yeah I think the demand for some of the players in this team isn't as much as team 1 there is one card which hasn't been mentioned. Is it is it Niehaus, the German central midfielder?
0: Yeah, I saw, um, uh, I think Pie Face mentioned about him on Twitter the other day. Good card. Well, uh,
3: just looking at his face stats there, um, he does look pretty solid. I know he is only six foot. If he was maybe a little bit taller, you know, you might be thinking a baby baby Hullet style player, but he still looks very nice. And I think he's coming in just under 200k, so not too expensive.
0: Yeah, decent little value on that card. I so said I was. Again, okay, when we talk about the additional content too, obviously during Team Two, they have gone ahead and released the um, the Jones SBC from Liverpool, with the uh, with the CM and the and the left wing also released the Tedibo card from Nice, um, and today they've gone ahead and released El Shuari, um, which I know is a uh, is a fan favorite. Um, I want to go to you first, Ross, because I know you're a, a big, big fan of El Shuari. Are you? Have you got the SBC done yet or not?
2: Not yet, but the plan is to do it, yeah. I think we'll put Mani on the bench for a bit. Um,
0: for a few reasons,
2: really. I think one reason is it is a usable card. Um, I would have liked to have seen him give, get his dual fives like he had in FIFA 12, which obviously for people who don't know, that's what he's famous for, you know, his silver card, which is like one of the best cards in the game. But I think between his traits, his body type, um, and his his, his in game stats like he's actually he is a usable card so um, I'll definitely be giving him a whirl yeah, yeah. Uh, for that reason and then obviously of course you know playing FIFA 12 and and you know Mark, I think Mark was Mark was matt that put the picture on my Twitter obviously the card that was in FIFA 12 and like for the people that like you Matt you know, obviously get to use him like he was incredible mate and it was just so much fun so hopefully it'll bring back some good memories.
3: Um, yeah, he was a silver as well, but if anyone doesn't know, so
2: yeah, and his stats were like if you look at his card, it's like. Bang average at best, but can't describe it. I don't know what happened. I don't know how, I don't know why it happened. I don't know if there was something like a glitch in the coding on EA's, but the card was just like out of his mind cracked. Like you could score from anywhere with him, played better than any team of the years. Like it was just, yeah, was just bananas. So uh, I think it looks like a good card. I think EA have done a good job and it's, I would say it's reasonably priced as well, really. Um, like I say, for what it is, I, I, I think it's a usable card, but um, obviously... Would like to hear your guys' opinions as well, but
0: that would be- yeah, especially if you compare it to the Ribbery car, which you released during Team of the Year, it's definitely. Uh, I think this one comes in around two between two seventy and three hundred k, depending on what console you're on. I know Ribery was around. Ribery's floating above one million right now, which is crazy considering if you compare the cars. But obviously, Ribery's got the the French tax on him. I know Langpod you done him already, haven't you?
1: Did you have you done him? Did you do him earlier? Oh uh, man, I had him done by like two minutes past six. Um, I seen the card, um, and I nearly cried. I didn't expect it coming in. Um, and this week, as you know, I'm doing um, a past and present AC Milan squad. And he um, wouldn't really be an AC Milan legend to, per se, <laughs> but um, he's definitely in FIFA terms uh, an AC Milan legend. Um, so he was he was straight in my basket, as they say. <laughs>
0: Have I you used he, him
1: yet or not? Oh yeah, um, I've played two games with him. Um, he scored about four goals between the two games, so he's been uh, pretty good. Um, but that is um, rivals' gameplay during the week, so it's it's hit and miss. Like, because people really have their games filled out. It's um, we'll see. We'll give him a full test this weekend and see how he goes. Yeah, that sounds good. And uh,
0: Mark, are you gonna? I would say, Mark, you're gonna get him done, but I, I don't know if you really can fit him anywhere in your team. Can you? Yeah,
3: um probably not. I mean, he
0: does look like a nice card if
3: you've got untradeable fodder and you're running a team with Italian or Serie links, I'd recommend it. He also has a strong link to the Tenali SBC, not SBC, objective card, sorry, which came out the other week. So, you know, if I didn't have the team I already had, I would consider it. um, I think the price is okay for this card because if you account the untradable cards people have in the clubs, that price is going to come down quite dramatically. You know, it might cost 100, 120K to do so. I think it is good value.
0: Yeah, it's a decent looking card. Also, we had the Tadebo card release as well. Tadebo was a weird one. Uh, I didn't realize that he had a four-star skill as well, which is, I've heard from people he's a good card. Um, but I don't think any of you guys have got him done, have you? From, no. from what I've seen. No, uh, I haven't. Uh, I had,
1: um, no.
0: But then there's the other one it is, uh, obviously, Jones from Liverpool. I, I really like to look at this guy off the um, four-star, four-star Hullet gang as well. I know the left wing didn't look too bad either, but I think most guys went not the a mid card. I think I might get him done for this weekend. I know there is a there's still a bit of time left to get him done. Although I'm pretty happy with it.
1: Are any of you guys looking at Jones either or not? Yeah, I plan on it. I um, uh. done him, yeah, I done him for the weekend league. Um, that's just gone by. Um, the link him with Rooney, uh, Rooney Reese James, and he was phenomenal. Like I had, I rocked a four four two this weekend and had Rooney and Jones as a box to box midfielders. And Jones just outshone Rooney in every department, every single department. He was unbelievable. Um, and I've also seen a lot of people using my centre-back with a shadow, um, which is something I may do not this weekend, maybe next weekend. Yeah, I've seen a lot of guys also running Reese James too. Apparently for
0: most people, Reese James is one of the best centre-backs. The right-back version anyway, is one of the best centre-backs in the game right now. But I think we'll definitely get on to kind of gameplay stuff and uh, I think the way running, people are running it, the uh the five-three-two with the with the full with the three fullbacks all at centre back, which uh, is an interesting one. I also want to move on to they've gone ahead and released the academy objectives, the Cucurella and the uh, the Renier cards. These cards don't look bad. I want to start with you first, Mark, because I know you're a big kind of gameplay grinder this year, Mark. Have you got started on either of these cards or not? Right, I've had an absolute
3: nightmare on these two cards, so. I've gone ahead and I've got the first version of their, their cards done and completed. However, I am about a 1,000 cards unassigned right now. So they're somewhere in the wilderness. <laughs> um, you know, they won't, be, they won't be coming out there anytime soon unless I get into gear and start selling cards. So I was looking forward to it. I enjoyed doing the Daniel James one last year. And then I remembered life of a trader. I'm unassigned. So
0: I've uh, Absolute had, a, had a rough start. <laughs> any of you other guys got any of the, these cards done yet or not you, or do you plan to
2: Uh, I probably won't do cookerella. I might do I'll do one or the other because it is a massive commitment Um, uh, is it R- Rainier is that how you pronounce it sorry I don't want to butcher it I don't
0: know um, I mean he's, he's not listening so I don't think he's going to the, do- the Dortmund striker
2: <laughs> him um, he looks better I think Um a little bit underwhelming to last year, you know, I thought with Odegaard and Daniel James and um, it was an as well, wasn't it? The Napoli yeah. striker.
0: I don't want to speak about that guy. I hate that card.
2: Right, like they were all, and I remember I used Odegaard um, in one weekend. I got 26 like, and he was really good. Like, just feel like I, it's, that was something I think I was very excited about this year. I really enjoyed that implementation last year into the game and I was a bit underwhelmed by the cards this year, but I might do one of them Worst case scenario, it's a few more cards for fodder, isn't it? You know, down the line, an 87 and 85, and I think an 82 is it for, for yeah,
0: that, that's definitely um, the one good thing about them. I think is the uh, Cucurella,
2: for me. I think it's funny, like it, you know, we, we, we've talked many times on this podcast. I we think EA listen, and that card is set up for a five-three-two 2 formation, like he sits right in that left wing back spot perfectly. Like they knew, do you know what I mean? Like they just knew, like. But that one I saw I seen that one and I was just like,
1: I will be doing that one. If I do any of them, it'll be the Dortmund lad. Yeah, I think yeah, I, a... I'd, I'd be the same there with Ross. Um if I was gonna do one, it'd be Rainier. Um Cucurella, he's only he's he he only works really as a wing back in a five three two and um I'm not really a rat in terms of gameplay, so <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> you can cut that out if you want, Bristol. <laughs> uh,
0: we'll be we'll be leaving it. Okay, we'll we'll speak about the five or two later on. I, I'm quickly about. It. I, I don't mind the formation. I think there's different ways to play it, so we'll get onto that later on in the podcast. I, I like both of these cards. I think the most biggest complaint I've seen from people is that they really. I think the the Renier people kind of had a idea that you might get a card, but I don't think I saw Raylor in any single prediction. For to, um, sorry for future stars, so I think people are annoyed that they they didn't include more well-known players within future stars. And I think just touching
3: of- just touching on that as well um, with the academy objectives. And um, without saying too much, if we do get icon swaps some point in the future, these cards are available for the next three weeks or so. So you could potentially kill two uh, two birds with one stone um, in that aspect. So I'd wait for that as well.
0: Yeah, I saw that as well. I, like I said we'll we'll move on to icon moments and the potential swaps uh, in a bit as well. But obviously, there like I said there is these cards are out for a long time, which is definitely the good thing about these. So you, you're in no rush to try and get this complete, and I know they can be quite a grind to try and get through these. So if you don't want to kind of sweat out, I think you can do a few games a day and kind of slowly work towards these. But again, it also comes down to whether you you need these cards, whether you think you'll use these cards in your main team whether you're purely going to do them for for the sake of doing a card and for the sake of creating an objective card. I think they could come in handy for Icon swaps and uh, using them in a the first-owner team. But apart from that, I think they're uh, a bit... I don't know. You know what they're like. You know EA don't give us good cards for free. They, Or they're not bad, but what, what I mean is they don't give us amazing cards for free. That's what
2: disappointed me, though, because last year they were. Like, all three of them... You know, Odegaard was good because he got his weak foot and skill move increase. Obviously, Daniel James, Everyone used Daniel James For a super sub in weaker league. You've obviously talked about your experiences with. Um, I I was mispronounced, but Oshiman, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I, I felt those cards last year were usable cards, but this year, like a, a stretch, that Renier card is usable. Um, that's at least my opinion. Feel free to you know disagree with it, but like I thought the three last year. Weren't, they weren't end-game cards by no means, but uh, where the game cycle was, I thought they were very usable cards for the next few weeks coming up.
0: I And I think that issue this year is that the power curve is so far behind previous years, which yeah. is what makes it so hard to compare these cards, well, at least the promo as well, to previous years. You look back last year in Team 2, they had Erlenbrod Haaland and they had Lautaro Martinez, who both those cards were, were, were quality. But the issue this year is that EA are really working hard to make sure they kind of suppress these top kind of high-end cards. And that's why a lot of these cards that you you look at and think, oh, they're not bad. But Then you look at Ansu Fati and, back, um, and Saka as well, who are both easily over two mil. And uh, you think like, how the hell are these cards worth that much? Looking back at previous years, which is tough because this year is completely different than any other year. I think EA are working really, really hard to make sure that these cards aren't, Aren't going to be anywhere near the team of the season cards, I think. And that's what we saw team the team of the year as well, is that the team of the year cards were maybe a little bit underwhelming, but because we know EA want to release these juiced up cards at the very end of the game. So people have kind of got stuff to look forward to. Um I want to move on to kind of the your overall kind of review of the Future Stars promo. I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit as well. Uh Mark, I want to start with you this time. Mark, what have you kind of what's your been your review of the Future Stars promo as a whole?
3: Um Yeah, it's been okay. Nothing more than okay. You know, it's not been terrible. There's been a few okay SBCs. Curtis Jones, obviously, the standout there. He's a bit overpriced, but again, that's the Premier League tax that we're talking about. Some nice cards in the promo. Some cards which you might not have expected. But yeah, I think they've done a good job. But again, they're a business. They've been smart about it. They've done what? is going to be best for them and not best for their player base. Yeah.
0: What would you like to have seen added to the uh, promo to make it a little bit better? Um, like, like we've mentioned
3: before, um, the academy players, maybe throw another one in. or That's what I like. I like to grind the objective games. I like to have fun while still grinding towards something. So I wouldn't have minded some more of them. Like we mentioned, somebody like Dan James last year, who... Is good enough to use in the weekend league. Who's good enough to have as a super sub? So that's personally my take, and
0: that's what I'd like to see more of. Okay, uh, Langpad, what's your uh, kind of what's your review of the whole
1: promo? Um, two teams wise have been um, like I want to say like I was comparing earlier on about team two was not as good as team one, but personally between the two teams they've been they've been decent compared to other promos. Um, it's the content wise has. It's been there, I suppose. Um, Curtis Jones, obviously, this week, the two academy players. I know, obviously, they're not really great, but I can't think of an objective player this year that's caught my eye in interest. The only one that's caught my eye in any interest was Suarez um, for fodder. <laughs> he was a 91-rated card that was easy enough to retain. So I haven't had an objective card that hasn't been fodder only. Um, so the academy players are the academy players. I'm not really going to go much into them. But... Um, I liked Bruno Gomeras SSBC last week. Um, I didn't do them, but I thought it was a nice um choice of options, the two cards. Um, but yeah, like that's it's 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 been a little bit disappointing considering coming off the back of team of the year. You thought they were going to come back really strong. It's it's been steady, um, has it just hasn't been strong enough um to next year when I think about like they, like everyone had such high hopes for Future Stars this year because of how good Future Stars was last year. Next year it's not going to be this as the same kind of buzz, in my opinion. That oh, remember how good Future Stars was last year. It's going to be like oh, remember how good Future Stars was in FIFA 20, and um, that's really where I kind of look at it from. But that, as you said, the power curve is completely different. It's hard to compare promos from this year on compared to last year. So.
0: Yeah, it's always always tough for them to kind of follow up team of the year as well with a promo. Whatever promo follows team of the year, it's always going to be like not, obviously not as good as it. Uh, I think mm-hmm. for me as well is it always seems to be that each promo always seems to be better than the last promo bit by bit uh, as we go on. Uh, Ross, what's kind of what's been your review of the of you Stars promo?
2: Very similar to what's been said. If I was to step into Mark's world for a minute, there I'd probably say like a C C minus. Like I think. Similar to what Jack just finished on, really. I think maybe it's me being a bit narrow minded and needing to understand that, you know, we're always comparing to pre- the only really way you compare it is to last year's promo, but at the same time, like you mentioned, like we can't really because we can tell that EA are making a conscious effort to to lower, you know, the cards, the stats, the ability of these cards because they want to juice them up in another year. So, but I still compare. So, for me, not as big a headline players as last year, I don't think. I'm, I'm glad they incorporated academy objectives again. I think everyone's a bit worried. Week one, wasn't it, when there was no academy objectives. Obviously, they both came out. You know, this week, but underwhelming cards. Um, a few decent expertise. I thought Bruno Grameros looked pretty good last, last week as well. I didn't do him. I think I'm gonna do Curtis Jones. I'm gonna do El Sharari. But then again, El Shirari is a flashback card. He's not a he's not a future stars card, is he? You know, he's it, technically a flashback card. So um, I just yeah, CC minus for me and. Maybe I just need to change my attitude and stop trying to compare everything to last year because there's no doubt they're making a conscious effort to to make it different. Um, but I'm still going to say C because I'm stuck in my ways.
0: And that's, I think, there is no other way to do it other than that is yeah. to compare it to previous years. You can't. And that's what everyone does. You, you look back on, again, the whole of social media consistently right now is that are FIFA's getting worse and worse year on year, promo's getting worse. And I don't know whether or not it's due to EA not coming out and being obvious and saying, hey, this is the reason why these promos are the way they are. We're trying to make sure that you don't get those top, top cars until the end of the year. But I don't know whether the issue is is that people don't even think about that. Your average casual FIFA player isn't thinking oh, well, okay, well, EA probably slowing the power curve this year. I just have to wait for the better cards at a later date. Their first thought is, oh, these cards are rubbish. I want the best cards now. And uh, I don't know. I think the communication side of it does come into play with EA. And sometimes they don't always... Sometimes they think i have got to be obvious to certain people so they, they get it. But also, like I said, it's hard not to compare it to previous years. Um, but I definitely agree with that. I think it's been a bit of a letdown, but... I don't know what else I really would have expected from EA right now, especially with how past promos have gone. I do want to move on to the next topic here. So, Mark, we are going to go over your Team of the Week prediction. Um, actually, looks like a fairly decent Team of the Week this week. There's a few cards in here that I uh, wouldn't mind getting. Um, but, Mark, do you, to, uh, do you want to let us know what have you have got in your Team of the Week prediction?
3: Uh,
0: Charlie White,
3: and McGeady. Um <laughs> I'll just say them two
1: because,
3: <laughs> you know, could could have quite easily had Lee Berg in there as well, save two penalties for Sunderland. So sadly he had to miss out, um, however. But yeah, it's pretty tasty, I'd say, this team of the week. We have a centre-back, Furlan Mendy. He scored a, in a 2-0 win, I believe, in the midweek game. Could be a very usable card. And by usable, I mean used in every friggin' team I play against. <laughs> 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 you know... We've got Messi, who obviously had a good performance at the weekend, carried Barcelona to a win, two goals and an assist. So, even if he's not as meta this FIFA, who's going to turn down a Messi card in their red pick? You know, it's going to be very hard. We've got a Lorente from Atletico Madrid. So, Liverpool fans are pleased about that one. Um, only thing about that card is it could be a right midfield card, which might ruin it a little bit. But again, with the 5-3-2, who knows? And, you know, apart from that, you've got your Aubameyang, you've got your Lukaku's, and there's a couple of OK cards in that prediction. But overall, I think the ones that everyone wants in the red pick will be the Furlan Mendy and uh, Messi, and obviously Charlie White.
0: You've also chopped in a, I've seen chopped in a former Sunderland player, and Josh Madger, as well. Um, I didn't want to. I
3: really didn't, that probably hurt, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anyone who's seen the Netflix
3: documentary will understand why. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, it's not been not a bad team of the week. And um, um,
3: there's actually there's actually two Sunderland players, Sebastian Quates as well, played for Sunderland. So yeah, Liverpool legend. Sunderland team of the week.
0: I forgot about that as well. That was uh, that was a while ago when they actually were in a prem, wasn't it? I don't oh, want to. I don't want. Don't want to ask you how long ago that was, but <laughs> if you can remember. Freshman year. <laughs> But, yeah, it's not a bad team week. I know we say this every single week that team week slowly become redundant. They obviously, you didn't mention also Indeedee's a shout as well. I have I think Indeedee's a really slept on card this year. And definitely his road to the final could be a card to look out for. But obviously, the uh, European competition's coming back. So uh, I think he's not a bad one for um, guys with, say, a uh, cheaper team. But yeah, team week is what it is. Some, there's some bigger players this week. I dread to think how much Furlan Mendy's going to be. You look at how much Carl Walker center back card is right now i think it's over a million easily and that card was around 400k when it first came out i've got no idea how that card's over a million when his right back you can play him at center back on seven k is minimally worse um but yeah not a bad team of the week there is uh, a few okay players there but we'll uh, we'll see what happens when they uh, when it does come out we're going to have a short break here then we are going to talk about the release of icon moments which we are hoping is going to be this friday alongside icon swaps and we're also going to go over and debate whether there should be two separate game modes within fifa and also is there a wrong or right way to play fifa we'll be right back hey, welcome back from the break so we're going to go first go over the release of icon moments i think this is probably when we start to see those end game cards more end game cards released the game. i know I have a lot of icon moments cards are going to be a lot better than their Prime Icons. I also know that I'm looking forward to at least having these cards that you know that you want to have in your endgame team being attainable now. And I hope they do re- release some Icon SPCs that at least are some Moments cards that will be available for a long time so we can grind towards. I know the Icon SPCs have been a... Uh, definitely been a kind of a section in FIFA that they haven't really paid too much attention to. Ross, I want to start with you here. Are you Are you looking forward to Icon Moments? What's your opinion on Icon Moments?
2: Yeah, I am. Um, for me, I think I just enjoy the, the 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 graphics. Like, there's something about a dynamic image on, a, on an icon that I enjoy. Um, the only problem I have is obviously a few of the ones that I want to use. You know, it's going to be a little bit down the line before you get to use them. Obviously, you need that card to come out. You need it to be in packs for long enough to where the you know the card gets its true market value. As we all know, when they first come out, they they're, they're very extortionately priced even like your lower icons but the beauty of was also is i think it makes a lot of a lot of icons more usable um i know like last year a lot of people were all of, all about henrik larson for a bit like a card that no one really uses right outside of his moments and then you know obviously it, it becomes um becomes usable but i, I like icon moments that I, I i hope like you say i hope that they you know they they make some of them maybe SPCs. I think the Icon SPC has been poor for a year so far. You know they have promised to put Icon SPCs back in the game, and it's been like, you know, like an afterthought almost. Like oh, we'll just chuck a few more out for a few weeks, and 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 not really any of that that been that great. So now I'm excited for it. I just purely love the fact that you can. There's a dynamic image to it, um, and uh, hopefully in the next few weeks they will come out, and uh, we'll see what it look like.
0: We'll move on to you next, Mark. Uh, I know you've gone ahead and you, well, so we've we've gone through and we've seen all of the Icon Moments pictures as well already. Uh what are you what are you kind of thinking of icon moments? I cannot
3: wait because I've just seen Bobby Moore's dynamic image and it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> um, he'll also have above 70 pace, so he's a bit more usable. Um, I remember last year I went out and bought him on day one, lost a lot of coins, but didn't care. Um but no, I do really like um icon moments, like Ross has just mentioned, the dynamics just look so good on them, especially because they change every year. Something to look for, forward to. It might not mean much to some people, but people like me who sit on the menus and stare at the, stare at the screen and the team, I love it. Um, um, as well, I think it's a nice feature to have because people who sort of have them end game teams already it sort of then gives them something else to grind for. If you've got a team with prime Mateus, you can now grind towards his prime moments. And that's what I like about the moments. It just freshens it up mid-game again. And there's always one or two hidden hidden gems within the prime icon moments who people don't use. And then they find out how good the prime moment is, they start using them. So I'm excited for this. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, no, it should be good. I definitely, like I said, like someone like you who hasn't really got much to uh, to kind of work towards now uh, because you are blessed with a, an absolute God squad. Um, at least gives them people a uh, a bit more to kind of grind towards now. Um Lank, but I know you are someone who is, uh has a very, very healthy
1: coin balance. Uh, is there
0: going to be any icon moments that you want to pick up early doors?
1: Like, as as Mark says, it's just kind of every year changes year and year and what you can have Um it's. It, we'll have to wait and see, and what stats they're given, what positions they're given as well. That's not something that's been brought up yet. There might be a few position change cards that could surprise us, and um, which we know the market this year. Position changes is probably one of the biggest influences on the market. Like, look at that, Kyle Walker. It's, it's over. It's still over a million coins when it was 400k when it came out originally. And um, so, the position change moments will be the ones, in my opinion, to watch out for. Um, but yeah, like I want to use someone different, like, like, like as you know, my name Lampard my idol is Frank Lampard. He's not usable, like, no, not one of his cards are usable in any sort of team. Um, because he's a poor man's skulls, but carry yeah, on. yeah go ahead. <laughs> the reason why the argument's Lampard and Jared is because Skulls is never in that argument, man. Get out, <laughs> of your, get those rose tinted glasses off your face. Um, but that's that's where I'm looking at the line of, like, and then where I'm taking my own. Personal channel now is this week is the first week of it, is the past and present teams. So the icon moments kind of just spice that up completely. Um the one thing what Mark just said there, and I kinda I can't remember if it was ever in FIFA, but myself I have an untradeable prime Kaka Um, and I love him. Like he is a positive goal contribution rate for me. Um, but when prime moments come out, I'd want his moments card um he's untradeable so i'm not going to feel any benefit of going out buying his moments card so i'd love if they brought out spcs where obviously a bit of a tax along with it, another like 87 88 rated squad along with it but something where i can dump his prime card into and um, to feel like get him a little bit of work out of because that's a 1.34 million card that's going to be completely not useless but um if i want his moments card it's not going to be any relevance to me having this prime as well. So I'd love it to had like an SPC where you can just recycle those prime or mid icons that you do have in your club. Yeah, it would make sense especially with the amount of
0: icon SPCs they have gone ahead and released. I know uh, I know most of us have gone ahead and done a few of them. Um, we do have a question from Jose and Chill. Jose's question, which you've kind of touched on a little bit Lang part, is the uh, the icon moments is going to bring obviously position changes is there anyone that you'd like to see with a position change? I'm going to go first here. One player for me that I liked a lot last year was Javier Zanetti. And he did have a CDM position change last year. So I think if he gets that again, it'll be a nice card to look forward to. Um, I want to start with you first for us. Is there anyone you can think of top of your head that you would like to see a position change? Ooh,
2: um, that's a great question. I was not ready for that. Um, I remember last year I enjoyed... I remember, I think it was last year, it was reverse, wasn't it? Where there was like a bit of a shortage of left-wingers. I remember they did George Best at the left wing last year, didn't they? As opposed yeah. to his right-wing cards, obviously. And I used his card for a bit. So I'm trying to think of like icons. Because for me personally, I think that's where I'm lacking. I can't seem to find a right-winger that like gets me excited. Um, so, and you put me in the spot here. Um, but I guess I would, I would like to see someone maybe from the middle with a bit of pace, um, or even like a Del Piero or something. like. That. I think Del Piero was a left winger his first year, wasn't he, as a prime moment. I don't know if you guys remember two years ago. I, yeah, I from him on a, the right I wing actually, or
1: something. I had him and he was absolutely, it was the first ever prime moments that I ever got. And it was insane. I was like, how is this card illegal in FIFA? Um, <laughs> so it'd be, nice
2: to, it'd be nice to see probably that, like a, like a Del Piero at right wing or something, because I just find a few and mm-hmm. far between like, you guys, but I think there's a bit of a shortage of right wingers this year. Yeah, um, definitely true. But there's some fun ones I, I would agree I used the Nettie in draft thought it was fantastic um, it, it is a nice concept that the
0: position changes I want to move on to you next Langpader
1: uh, anyone that you would like to see it, um, position change um, kind of the same as Ross like, I'm in the real same predicament I feel like there's no right wingers that have kind of grasped me and like you look at all these pro events everyone's using the player off camera at right mid like I see a lot of Rashford's either the left mid car being played right mid the striker card being played the right mid, um, so I feel some card that like a Del Piero, maybe a Ronaldinho. That's probably a little bit too expensive and um, not for most people's budget. Considering his what well, his prime is like, four or five mil, I think. Um, yeah, just some something that changes your team, something that gives you a spanner in the works. That's all we what we like. You know, we like uh, having to reschedule or not reschedule. I re-shuffle uh, our team around for um, a new player that comes in that. We're lucky enough to pack. Um, I know I've only packed one icon this year, and I'm more than likely won't pack a, a moments myself. But um, yeah, just something, something to spice things up a little bit, which is what we all look for. That's what, that's what the hype about promos is something to spice, a spanner in the works for your team. And um, that's why I want with the moments. Um, so hopefully, a 95 pace striker, Frank Lampard, will do me the business now. I'll be able to be happy, happy with my unrealistic dreams.
0: <laughs> We're gonna move on to Mark next. Mark, can you think of anyone apart from Bobby Moore that you'd like to see in a different position?
3: Bobby (laughs) Moore, (laughs) CDM. But um, in seriousness, um, off the top of my head, I can't. But two icons I just want to point out is David Beckham. Is he going to be a right mid? Is he going to be a central card? Mm. That could be an interesting one for me. And also Philip Lam. Like, where does Philip Lam get his position? Right back, left back, CDM. Like, that could. Make or break that card, personally, for me. Um, but, yeah, they're just the two interesting ones, with them both being new icons. And is going to look very nice. Not just because of his dynamic, but I feel like that's going to be a nice card.
0: And I, I hope... I think they will make the card off the central card, but I think Schweinsteiger's got potential to be a, uh, a very, very good moments card. We are going to move on to some debate topics here. There's obviously a lot of... Um kind of discord within the FIFA community right now as far as gameplay. And uh, one good point that was brought up the other day, at least I think it's a good point that I saw on Twitter, was that there could be, te- well, should potentially be two separate game modes within FIFA. So they're saying is that potentially in Rivals and Weekend League, two separate competitions. So one for lower level players to so say Division 3 and below, yeah. where the normal kind of, or maybe the sliders are increased and it's maybe a bit more assisted to players so that it kind of feels a bit more, say, arcade and that it helps to play in-game. And there should also be a higher level of competition, say, in rivals and in weekly, say, anyone who's, say, Div 2 or above or Div 1, guys who are comfortably elite, kind of 3 and above, that has less assistance, so obviously requires high, high skill level, which should enable there to be a higher skill gap. I want to start with you, Langpard. First, kind of, what would you kind of take if this? What, what would be your opinion if this happened within FIFA?
1: Like, I like the sound of it, right? But I'm going to be extremely against the debate topic here now and say I think EA need to get one style of gameplay correct before the, before they start looking at two styles of gameplay. Um, I know where you're coming from. Um, I just feel like EA is kind of the company that. Um, not even with EA in general, just FIFA needs to be more consistent in its game. Um, I feel like that's the priority. But in terms of making the skill base a little bit higher, it'll, it'll, just, be, it'll just cause the argument again. It'll cause people like deranking themselves to get this easier gameplay. And um, how, did they, how did how did they police it? Like, is it your last five average weekend league results? Or what way did they go about actually policing who gets this style of gameplay and um, who gets the the less AI assistant? who gets more AI assistance. Um, that's really where the argument for it, comes in. Cause obviously, yeah, it's a great idea because you want everyone to be, to enjoy the game. Um, and if it means pro players have a little bit more to learn about the game and the casuals who play an hour on a Friday once a week and the day can come on and feel like they're not, completely behind the curve then yeah it's a win for everybody but it's all about how it's being policed in game that's the big thing because like you say, with rivals when there's objectives comes out that requires you to win a certain amount of games everyone just deranks themselves to div 5 div 6 and then div 5 div 6 becomes the new div 1 Um, so if they brought in a mechanic where div 3 below got an easier mechanic um, then it's just going to be everyone deranking to those divisions
0: yeah, there's definitely got to be some kind of punishment, I believe, or at least some kind of incentive to want to play at these high levels. And I think that's the issue right now is there's not, no incentive to really play at these high levels. You look at, so I think the, I think it's Div 4, rank 1, has better rewards than Div 1, rank 2. And I don't believe that if you're in a higher division and you say get a rank 2 or 3, that someone say three divisions below you should get better rewards than you, regardless. So unless, Unless they made it so, I would say if you're in Div 2, then the rewards you get are going to be better than anyone in the divisions below you. So, try and incentivize at least rewarding players for finishing or being in a certain division or, say, in a weekend league. But I do get that. I think there are always going to, going to be people who do want to, say, get easier games and want to win more games. But they've got to put something in place, I think, in order to have that happen. And I know guys are going to complain if you're on the borderline of, say, the, the cutoff point there. You're going to have to go against people who are, say, pro players. And again, I'm in Div Div 1, and my school rate isn't that high. I think I'm usually between 1900 and 2000. And I do get matched up against a lot of guys who are, say, 2200 and above. And those guys are far better than me. So those games aren't fun. So obviously, I see what people who would complain. But I do think something does need to change. And I know you said they need to get one game mode at least correct um, in the first place. But also, I think the tough thing is that you get the casual players who say want a more arcade feel, and Then you've got the pro players who say want more of a skill gap. And I don't believe you can have a, a game that suits everyone right now. That's, yeah. that's at least my opinion. I want to move on to you next, Ross. I know because you, you, uh, you are the verified player on the podcast today. Yeah, um, but you beat
2: me to be fair. So you are better than me then. So you're the one.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah. Ross, what's your opinion on this?
2: I'd say to start with, it's the impossible question, really, isn't it? I mean, how, how do you do it? Like, I think, first of all, I don't know if it's possible to do it different versions of the game, you know, where there's more AI assistance to, you know, um, the lesser, the, the not-as-good players, if you like, depending on you put that cutoff, and then obviously less for the higher. I know, like, I personally... Just side note, like I always love the beginning of the game because I always feel like that's where the most skill gap is. Like I enjoy the game the most sex I think you see the true good FIFA players at that point. I feel like the game always gets a little easier as the game goes on, anyway. Anyway, so um, I think they've just got to find a way to. Well, first of all, one thing I want to touch on was it boggles my mind that like Division Four, Rank One, is better than you know I mean, rank, rank Division One, Rank Two how can someone not sit down and realize like the value of the packs or whatever, do you know what I mean? We all, EA knows what, what what are good packs and what are bad packs. And it does boggle my mind how they can't get that right. It, it, it blows, my, blows my mind. I've always thought there's got to be some type of casual game modes in there. And also you've got to reward them like casual game modes. And I know that some people are not going to like that answer because they're going to say, well, I want to be a casual gamer, but I still want to get packs there's got to be some cutoff at somewhere, hasn't there? You can't please everyone. I I think for me, there's got to be somewhere to be casual. Um, And if you make the rewards, like, you know, not great, then it will keep people away from that mode that aren't really that bothered. I think a lot of people were hoping that would be with these different friendlies, right? All these different friendly versions we have. Then the problem is, is they throw these friendlies into the objectives and then you go in there and people are just sweating like no tomorrow to get these objectives done. So, I just, I don't even know if I know the answer to the question. I'm, I'm probably just blabbering because I don't know. Like, it, it is an impossible question, I think. How do you solve it? You know, I know you mentioned, yeah, I accidentally stumbled across Elite 1 one weekend. But, like, even I know, like, I'm in a completely different world to some of those pros and, you know, and whatnot. And I get what they're saying. They're at the top of the game. They want, obviously, the biggest skill gap possible. I know someone like myself. I'm quite happy to lose to a pro because I know they're better than me. But I also understand that it can be frustrating, and it is frustrating. But like, I don't think the route is this. It's making an easier game for less better players. I think it's finding a more casual game mode. You know, bring back. You can have division rivals and just bring back standard divisions. But just like I said, make the rewards not great, but that might just be enough for some people who want to jump on for an hour a week, play a bit of FIFA, have a bit of fun. Um, and they're not having to worry about coming up against people. And it's not even just, like, people that are verified or pros, but, all, you know, all of us, what accuracy is more in the training world, we likes to grab, but you all play a lot of FIFA. Like, compared to a casual player, you're going to batter a casual player. So, like, would you, I, I ask you guys, would you go towards a game mode where the rewards are just shocking? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I remember, like, back in the day when you played Divisions, if you won Division one, you won a 7.5k pack. Like, now that would be, like, daylight robbery if you did something and won a 105 k pack. Do you know what I mean? That like, people would be an uproar. But bring that back. Cause then hopefully, you know, if, if no one will play it then give somewhere for the casual players to be, or even people like ourselves, sometimes I want to play a game over. I'm like, just want to play a game over. I can have some fun. Do you know what I mean? Not having to worry about like sweating my nuts off playing someone in division rivals cause they're playing, you know, five, three, two and, and going all out against me. So that that's just my opinion. I think, I think, I think it's the, it's the reward system that needs to be changed more than the you know, maybe a nicer AI-assisted game compared to a no, you know, no, no assistance. I don't know if that any years agree with that, but
0: I, so I want to touch on slightly. I think the sometimes the issue that I see is that a gold three player can compete with a pro player because of the way the game is. So maybe not. Yeah, I mean, you played against
2: me and beat me one 0 I've
0: got, I've, got, <laughs> I've got an elite this year three, three times. <laughs> um. I, what I kind of what I'm again at here is that if if put your shoes in in put yourself in the shoes of a pro player. Could could there be a pro game mode within FIFA which say you need a certain skill rate and if you did want to play this pro game mode, you are able to and you get more rewards of playing in it. But the assistance is low. Again, they can do it because in FIFA they do have sliders, which yeah. they can change within the game.
2: I mean you could argue that's qualifies, but I also know what you're saying. I like- I, I do know what you mean. Like, but again, that that sort of comes into that reward system again for me is that maybe not as much changing the sliders, but you have this casual place and then you also have this like amazing rewards, but like, you know, you're going in there knowing that you're playing against people that are absolute top draw. Do you know what I mean? So like I think we're sorta of talking about the same thing, maybe. Um, I just don't know if the slider thing is the thing that's gonna change it for me. I think I think that won't even help EA at all because then obviously there'll just be more like you know sliders this sliders that. I mean imagine the crap if you you know if they admit like we can change the game and make it easier for Bristow but harder for Mark. You know what I mean? That that in my opinion will just fuel that fire of you know DDA and and all that crap. You know so I don't know.
0: I think well there definitely is. I think changes in different game. once said when you play when you play career mode, there is stuff in there that has momentum and things like that. Obviously, yeah. they can turn that on and off. Again, I don't believe that is in ultimate team, but I think there is ways for them to be able to kind of adjust that and affect that. Um, Mark, I want to move on to next. I know Ross, something to say, Ross, you can...
2: No, no, no. I was just saying, for me, it's it's just the reward stuff, I think. I think you've just got to be very, very transparent with your modes and say, look, this is for verified and above. This is for, I don't know, like you're in between and this is for your casual or whatever you want to do
0: yeah um mark what are you what are your kind of takes on the uh, potential two game modes within FIFA um don't do it pretty much um
3: not not on the fence um don't do it because I remember FIFA 17 when foot champions came out this game mode was not for the casual player it wasn't aimed towards that style of player it wasn't really for them it was for the best of the best it was for people to test themselves and people to compete so I think keep it that way keep that as it is i think we can introduce weekly daily tournaments based on your division status so 10 divisions each one's got its own tournament rewards differ based on if you're in division one you might get a 100k pack if you win the tournament if you're in division five you might get a mega pack for winning that tournament i think that might be a way that might might be a stupid idea, who knows, um, my opinion. But I think keep foot champions the way it is. And I know you said a pro player can get beat by a gold three player, but that's football at the end of the day for me. And um, It happens in real life, you know. The FA Cup, uh, League Two team can beat a premiership team. They're not going to beat them 99 times out of 100, but that one time they might lose. So I do like that aspect of it. I might be looking a bit too deep into it there. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but that's my opinion. I think don't touch that game mode, leave it as it is. And maybe just introduce some older game modes like tournaments, daily tournaments, keep the objective grinds up. Um, And Ross, I don't know if you can remember, it might have been early days, 10 or 11. I'm sure there was attribute cards in FIFA where you could take away the pace or the fitness of your opponent's team.
2: Yeah, there was yeah back in back so, in the ten I think on it
3: original. Yeah, yeah. So if we're talking about having fun, why not make that a friendly mode? So you have to earn these cards by doing something in the game, but then you can use them in a friendly, and it might just spice things up a little bit. You know, it's more for the casual then.
0: Yeah, I think they've tried doing that as well with the friendlies right now. Again, you've got the whole like no rules and the mystery ball. But I think going back to Ross's point as well is that people don't really play these mystery ball or no rules because there's no reward to it, um, which is I don't know. I think they the issue is I think people a lot of people do the whole kind of thing like oh don't don't be stupid. These cards aren't free. You got to spend your time and t- your time is valuable. And so that any any card you do or any game you play comes at the the value of your own time and. I think that's the issue, is that people want a reward for everything they do. Even with the weekend league, people play 30 games of the weekend league, and they see that as when they get to Thursday, that they're not equally rewarded for what they put in on the weekend. And I think that's why we're getting to that point where everyone's frustrated. I think
2: as well, and I don't know what you just said there, That's like, the problem is is that EA have created this culture of just reward-driven. We're, we are reward-driven as, as FIFA players. We're not playing a game of FIFA unless it's it benefits us or it is in the process of benefiting us. Does that make sense? Like, I've, I can sit here and tell you now, like, I would love to play casual FIFA, but ask me how many times I've gone and played a friendly unless I've needed to play a friendly for an objective. Do you know what I mean? We're so driven by rewards. We've been sort of propaganded into thinking that every single game of FIFA we play needs to help us, whether it be an objective, a weekend league reward, division rival reward, playing a draft for a pack at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're just, we've become these, like, like, reward junkies. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone is. Every FIFA player is. And I think that's a poem because, again, I hate to always go sort of do the back in my day thing. And, Mark, you can obviously help. One part, you were there as well. Like, I remember playing 11, mate, and all you did was just play. All you could do was single player against a random person. You could play in a tournament or play against a friend. And that was it. Like, it was casual gameplay. Like, who? how many people do that now? Like, it doesn't happen very often. We're so... We're so, because of the promos and the rewards, like it's just throwing down our, our throats. And I think the problem is, is just the community in general. It feels like every single game of FIFA it plays, it needs to be rewarded for it.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong there. I, I get you there, Ross, but there's also like, you have seasons, you have career mode, you have pro clubs, you have yeah, kick-off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you want to do that, do that in those game modes. If you want to just go play the game, do that in those game modes. This is a the way I look at it is this is a card collecting game. I yeah. want to do as much as possible to collect as much card as possible. Um, those casual players need to come onto the game and there needs to be way of them without opening FIFA points of getting packs. And that's how. That's why every mode has rewards in it, more or less every mode. Uh, but one thing I, I'd i love if they implemented some sort of... For me, I don't really do objectives, as I said earlier on in the pod, um, unless it's like good fodder, like Suarez at the German Team of the Year. Um, I would love if they brought back let's say the Gold Cup that we had for years um, I think they absolutely nailed it down in FIFA 17 when they had just the during team of the season where they had a special a one card all you do is win four games in a row that's all you have to do um, and you got this one limited time card and you could I think there was a limit on how many times you can enter I think it was like five, six times you can enter it um, and it made it good because it was a little bit of a sweat in it but it was something casual as well where okay, great, this is just four games I can play for a, for a certain card. I don't have to go play 12 games of this friendly game mode, score a goal with a certain player, have an assist with a certain player. I do think they're great as well. I think they should be in the game as well for the people who want to play a little bit more. But those people who just want to get on, just beat a few games without looking at anything, just wants to win, there needs to be a mode for them, like a goal cup, to come on. And even like something like yesterday, we got a party bag SPC. Even if there's no player to give us, give us that foot freeze party bag as the reward for winning a gold cup or with the implementation of the silver stars, a silver cup. And um, that would bring a lot more content because um, I don't know how, I haven't really looked into it much. I know Bristol, you do all the silver stars, don't you? Yeah. It's one of my
0: favorite game modes. Um, Just the, what, only issue, the only the only I've got do silver, you get stars, out of silver cards. What do I get out of them? Like,
1: yeah, besides them being in your club.
0: Just just nice to use some different cards, really. Um,
1: oh, I know, I know, but like it'd be nice as well if there was like a tournament. I know you have the Silver Lounge and stuff like that, but um, if there was a tournament where these silver cards could improve your main team as well. Yeah, and that's um, the issue
0: with Silver Lounge as well, is that you you go into the Silver Lounge every week to get that Team of the Week player. You play those mm. three, four, five games, and that's it for that. And like I said, a lot of, I, think, I imagine you're getting onto now is that there would be nice to have somewhere to use these cards other than to yeah. do the objective every single
1: week. Like I said, like we had, because back in the day, there was a bronze cup, a silver cup, and a gold cup. And Ross and Mark, you'll probably remember, Felipe Melo, the goalkeeper Magic. card.
2: 63 the rated bron- goalkeeper.
1: A, yeah, a 63 rated bronze goalkeeper. But he still had the stats of an 83 rated CDM. So what you could do in the bronze cup was you could play him in goalkeeper and then sub him out to CDM. And then you had an 83 rated Gold card in your bronze cup, um. It was just stuff like that that had the community absolutely on limbs, um, And I feel that, that's what's they've gone into such intricate tournaments and modes and friendlies, like the and objectives. Like you look at all the or the Kukurella and the Reiner objectives, I think they're brilliant. I'm not doubting they're brilliant, um. For those people who want to play as many games as possible and get every card, um. But there needs to be something on where little Timmy can come on. He only has time to play four to 10 games. Hey,
2: be nice to Timmy Findle.
1: isn't nice <laughs> <nice>. it? <laughs> I said Timmy for a reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, they can come on, play four or 10 games. Doesn't have time to play 30 games over three days. Um, wants to play four or five games over a space of a couple of days. Maybe one game has had time for half an hour. The missus has gone to bed. He has half an hour to play. The gold cup, the, the, those bronze silver gold cups would be fantastic this year. And like all the rewards lead up to something that's going to improve your main team. I think that's... As I say, Ross said, we're reward junkies. That would be unbelievable for us,
2: I think. I think you can implement into a weaker league. I don't, you, again, you might not remember the second, third week of FIFA 17 when they brought in weaker league. There was... You had to have at least, I think it was one or two silver players in your team. And they did it for one weekend and it got completely scrapped after that because everyone complained about it. But why not bring that back? Like, it's all relative. Like, we might... You, like, how can you complain that, oh, I've got a silver player in my team? Well, so does everyone else. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I would love to see something like that as well, just just to shake it up a bit.
0: The issue also is that I think EA can't win. You look at Man, Manage- no, you, oh, yeah. you look at Manager, man. a masterpiece. Manager, masterpiece has a team rating of seventy-seven. Okay, you can only use a maximum of three silver players, so your team has to be fairly poor. But people still complain. Well, oh so and so is using an Mbappe. Well, they've got to use other bad cards in their team to be able to get right. them back into that team. But the issue is people will complain no matter what and people will be like, oh well I've got to use crap players. It's hard. Well everyone else has got to use it players as well or you'd be smart about your team building. That's what I was saying, mate.
2: Luke. When you ask me it's the impossible question, mate, because eventually you've got you are gonna upset somebody. There's some demographic in the game that you're gonna upset.
0: Yeah. And uh, I like to but say there's... we are I I don't know how you stop people craving rewards in the game. I know you said you've got these little Timmies out there who want to just log on and play the game, but the issue is that they don't do that. They they see these big content creators and they want to be the same as what be the same as them. Everybody who plays FIFA to some extent plays in the weekend league every single time. Um, well the thing is
2: mate is, is they they can't they can't change the uh, reward junkie because that would completely co- you know Go away from them being a business and making money. Like, just look at how EA have, have evolved. I mean, we—I can—I think I could say, outside of what the first week of FIFA coming out, there hasn't been a promo. Yeah. That it's... is like it used to be. We'd get maybe a week or two off here and there. There has been literally wall-to-wall promos since day one. And I think maybe one of you guys have put up there, you know, or everyone's talking about how the revenue goes every year. Well, that's why it's, it's a direct correlation and they need us to be reward junkies because they're pumping out these promos. We want the rewards, keeps us playing, opening packs, blah, blah, blah. Unless they completely change the business model, which why the hell would they? It won't change. Like I say, I've seen, I've been in it since 11 and I've seen nothing. Mark, you probably jump on with Lampard. Like it's been literally all gameplay. No, no, um, you know, promos. And it's just gone like this. I mean, it's just, they just throw promos at us every two weeks. Like, I personally want a break. I love a week off. Like, I just love just a bit quiet week. But it's like week after week. You know, now they make it two-week promos to just elongate out even more. It's just like they won't change that culture because they need it to make money. And they are. And I can't block them. It's a business. It's what they've, you know. They're they're making
0: more and more money each year. Exactly. So I can't knock them for it. Yeah. Hard to agree with that. We are going to take a quick break here and I do want to I know we haven't been talking for a while I do want to go on to the last topic because I do think the last topic is a very very uh, interesting topic so have a quick break and I'll be right back okay, we're back for the final part of the podcast so on this part I want to talk more about gameplay and our opinions we do have a question from Mbabu Foot here who has asked do we think the game is dying and why slash why not and if it is how can I revive it i want to start with you Langpad. what's your
1: opinion on is the game dying or not um so shout out to Mbabu foot um i feel the game is dying because there hasn't been an mbappu special card yet <laughs> um but no i actually i actually said this to you on your what i think it was the last time i was on pre team of the year um saying did we expect it to be dying um after team of the year and it actually surprisingly hasn't like normally i take a break from fifa after team of the year and we're two weeks after now when i'm probably playing more now than i did during team of the year and i'm currently loving it um so personally no i feel like it's actually on a good curve after team of the year um on my own personal opinion i'm um, looking through see, don't it's hard to tell like if people are uh turning off the game but i only can go through my like my Twitch viewership and then other people's Twitch viewership that I'm like, I follow. And I feel like most part of it has con- kind of gone up. And like a lot of my mates are kind of like, um, they're streaming nearly more now in FIFA, but they've kind of gone away from just gameplay content. Like I know people have gone into graphic design of the game. and um, There is still a lot of content because of these, um, the constant promos. There's always something to do in FIFA between objectives, even those people who want to do graphic design. There's there's something that has people involved with FIFA. And then weekendly is still boom. I'm still playing 30 games a weekend league every weekend, which is for me is unheard of because I gave up uh, FIFA twenty in November last year. Um so now it's midway through February and I'm still playing it, probably because of lockdown. Um but um I am currently loving it. So I don't think it's time, no. Do you think you'd be playing this much FIFA if you weren't streaming as well though? Um not as much, but still quite a good bit. Um I'd probably be more in the pro club scene if I wasn't streaming. Um because I, I was a big pro clubs player before streaming wise. Um but I just don't have the time to do ultimate team stream and pro clubs. And I'm not big into streaming pro clubs either. Um I don't trust my friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get your point now. I think definitely I think it can depend
0: on on the person and also whether they are a kind of a creator or whether they are kind of a uh, a casual player. I know from my experience this year I've definitely been stopping at God three a lot more than I was the previous year and I don't know whether because I think the game's dying I think because sometimes you just kind of realize that you don't always need to uh, play the full weekend league and trying to pay to those rewards and it's a tough question I think it's a great question to ask because I think it can depend on the person I think you might see on social media that from the most part, people are hating the game this year. But I think people hated the game last year as well. I don't think it's anything new. Uh, I want to move on to you next for us. What's your, what's your opinion on is the game done and kind of what's your take on this?
2: It's a great question from Mbappé, what a card last year. Um, I don't know how he wants... I also don't know if, if I... I think there's a different way of going, like, do different concepts. I think Jack sort of talks about, like, right here, right now. If that makes sense, like, just FIFA in general, like, for this year... What are the game cycle is. I would like to take the question a different way, if that's alright, and sort of talk about in general as a, as a, as as what we know FIFA to be over the last like ten years. And I think it's just had a massive shift. Um, and I don't particularly like it too much because I'm a bit old-fashioned. Like I play FIFA to play to play f- like the game of football, if that makes sense. Like I want to play the game. And that is no disrespect to like, obviously, like for example, Mark, incredible trade. And I used to be at a bit of trading back in the day, but like, I find it funny that like, you know, most people, I would, I would say personally, between opening packs and trading, especially from a streaming perspective, there's a bigger market for menu than there is for gameplay, unless basically you're a pro. I don't know if you guys would agree or disagree with that.
0: I I agree with it one hundred percent because. We will get on to kind of more of the gameplay and stuff like that. But I think there is very limited people who offer kind of coaching sessions within FIFA. But also, I think that how trading, paying to learn how to trade and paying to be in a trading discord was frowned upon at first. And now it's seen as like the, uh, the thing to do. I think coaching within FIFA is definitely frowned upon right now. And that's why not many guys do it.
2: I think it's frowned upon. And I think really it's just that. Where the game's going for me, it's a, it's it's somewhat becoming a menu game. Like I think people get more enjoyment out of the menus than they do out of playing the actual game. Um, I remember like back in the day, being in a massive EA Sports show. It's called Paddy's Pub, and it was about trading. At, Mark, you may have heard of it. I don't know. It was this massive like trading FIFA 13. You traded in the gold cards that were not in packs for the week that they're in former in packs. Obviously, there's no supply for them. But it was frowned upon by people that were like, oh, and this was even free. It was like, you you guys are just conspiring and, and affecting the market. Um, and it seems like that world's gone now. Like I've seen, you know, so many trading accounts just popping up left, right, and center. And it, I just find it a bit, for me, as sort of a person who just wants to play the game of FIFA, It gameplay is probably the least, most least. It, that mostly that's completely, you know, but you know what I mean? It's the least desirable thing in the game at the minute for people to watch and enjoy. And that makes me a bit sad, really. I wish I wish it was about, unless, like I said, unless you're a pro, I mean, I love to say people watch the streamers and YouTube people that watch that are pros, right? They watch them because they're pros. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think to myself, like, and again, this might be crap, apples and oranges, I don't know, but like, I wouldn't go watch someone on Call of Duty in the menus. you go got to watch them to, 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 to play the game. And I don't know, like, feel free to come in and rinse me, Mark. For example, if you want to know, obviously you're a trader and that, and I completely respect that world, and I think it's fantastic that there is that world, and you know, I think you should be able to offer services, just like you said, Max, with with coaches. I think you know, it'd be nice to get some coaching from a pro. Of course, it would, but like, I don't know. For me, in general, I just don't like where the game itself is going. I feel like gameplay has just been left behind. Um, and that's what matters to me the most. So, I sort of went on a different context there with that question, and I hope that's all right. But, like, I just feel like for me, the game's died a little bit because I just feel like gameplay is just like like nobody wants to watch someone just play games of FIFA unless they're a pro, they want to watch them open packs, grind packs, grind trading, whatever it is. So, I don't know if that's even answered that question, but that's how I wanted to answer, answer it.
0: I think uh, it's definitely, I think it all depends on what you consider the game to be, really. I think, yeah, you can. You can say, well, the the main thing of the game should be gameplay, and I, I think it's hard to... I know I put a tweet out the other week about how it's mad that people would rather watch people stream menu stuff or actually playing the game, and you look at these other games, such as like Warzone and Fortnite, things like that, who were... People, people watch these guys play the actual game, and I don't know whether that's EA's fault, that the gameplay maybe isn't as enjoyable to watch. There's other things, and I think people nowadays... Only really get enjoyment from either packing a player, and the, the the whole pack thing is the the main highlight of playing the game, and that's why people play the weakening or get these rewards because the rewards seen as the kind of the finish line and kind of what everyone wants to get is open stuff. So it's uh it's tough, and I I definitely think that like I said going over from the past ten years, the game has changed completely from what it used to be. And whether you consider that the fact that gameplay is behind the menu stuff now, as far as the, the gameplay is dying, I think the gameplay is and the kind of the enjoyment from that is dying. But again, they've, they've switched it around. They, they switched it, like I said, I think Lampa said earlier, it's more of a card collecting game. But it, it's just mad that the amount of things that you can do or make money from within FIFA. Right now, it's crazy. Like I said, like the whole trading, people being in discords and patreons, and kind of getting coaching from people, and it seems mad. But I think it's going to keep growing and growing and growing. But is that going to affect make gameplay even worse? Because it seems like gameplay is not really. No one really cares about it too much. Um, I don't want to get Mark. I do want to get your take on this because I know obviously you're a big trader. I know this year you mentioned beforehand that you had tried to trying to be a uh, more of a a gameplay person this year what's been your take on on FIFA as, as a whole do you think it's dying and how do you think EA could kind of revive it
3: so yeah I think it's a it's a very good question as we've all mentioned I think it's all personal for me it could be dying for yourself it could be the best time of the year on FIFA so I think it's all personal opinion again for me I've actually had a little break the last since team of the year since uh I'm just going to drop this in there. Since you packed me them two Team of the Year's, Max, I've uh, had a bit of a break. So it tends to happen every year after Team of the Year. I sort of have a little break and focus on my personal life a bit. I am quite busy day-to-day there and not much time for FIFA. So I've had a little break. I've sort of invested my coins and kept trading. I've not really played many games. I've not played weekend league for a few weeks. And for me, I think... Around this time of the year, it's, it's hard because, like we've mentioned, I'm in a privileged position where I've got a very nice club, some very nice untradeable cards. I've got a lot of coins, so I play, and we're touching back to that original point where I'm reward driven. So I'm playing for what rewards? I'm playing for rewards which might be a hundred thousand coins total. I'm playing for some red cards who might have a value of fifty thousand coins. So. I always think, can I utilise my time to the best of my ability? So, if it's going to take me a whole weekend to play Foot Champions, I'm not a good player. I'm probably going to get gold three. I might make 100,000 coins. But in that time it's took me to get gold three, I could have traded and made 10 times, 20 times that amount. So, that's how I think of it. And I think, how am I going to have the most fun on FIFA? And this is where I'm sort of going against Ross a little bit. So I'm going to have most fun by playing with the best cards. I'm not that good enough of a player to be able to play and get rewarded to get them good cards. So I have to spend my time trading for the first half of the game to enjoy the second half of the game, if that makes sense. So I have to put the hours in and the time in trading, making coins. So later on down the line, I can get the best players and I can get my meta team that way instead of via the gameplay. And... I'm probably more casual with how I play these days. I'll jump on, I'll play two or three games maybe and that's all I've got time for these days. So for me, this this time of the year, FIFA dies a little bit because I've got my team, I've got pretty much, this isn't a flex by the way, but I have got enough coins to buy pretty much any card I wanted on the game, which is out at this time. I think that's why I'm looking forward to prime icon moments to just revive it a little bit for me.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely depends on your team. I know, I think this time as well around kind of February, March, a lot of guys who say have got FIFA for Christmas are slowly trying to build up their team to kind of the levels that we were at kind of a few months back and they are a little bit behind. So, there is kind of a, um, a difference in squads right now. But I think it does depend on how your experience has been with FIFA this year. Say, if you've packed some good players and if you feel like you've been hard done by by EA, then you're going to be annoyed by it. Again, I've been extremely lucky this year with how things have gone for me. So I think my experience is probably a a better one than certain other people. But I do get why people get annoyed from it. But I think sometimes kind of people feel entitled that they should be rewarded in a certain way. But that's also because... The game is so random as far as packs and stuff go. If it was guaranteed that if you spent 100,000 coins you'd get a player that's worth so much more, then everyone would be at a point where your teams are insane already. And it go all goes back to EA or FIFA being a business. And if they weren't running it well, then they wouldn't be making profit more and more each single year. So it's a tough one. Um, it, it really is hard to judge this one. Again, like I said, it all comes from each of us having a different take on FIFA and really just how your year's gone. Like I said, it, I think if we weren't all kind of creators of some sort, then I think we might look at it a little bit differently. We might not think that there's maybe much motivation to always play the game. Maybe we might look at it a bit more casual. But I think because we are kind of, I'm not saying we're forced to play the game, but because we have a certain schedule, we kind of feel the need to play um, whenever we do stream. I want to kind of, Piggyback onto the next thing here. I know in the past couple of weeks, the whole five of the back has been a... It seemed like a new thing within FIFA, but I know it's been around for a long time. I just feel as though it almost come to everyone's kind of mind that the five through two is considered the meta. I think it's always been a good formation, but I think now that there's more creators that are pushing it and everyone else thinks, all right, well, if I want to be good or want to be meta, then I've got to use the formation. Is there really a wrong or right way to play FIFA. Ross, I wanna start with you first this time. Oh man. What what's what's your opinion on the five for two? And do you think there is a wrong or right way to play FIFA? And kind of what do you think about like the fun aspect of FIFA and kind of winning?
2: I will say that you're right with the fact like five at the back has been frowned upon if you like ever since I can remember. I'm like back 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 in the day. Um i can tell you i've not used 532 this year but one thing i will say is there isn't a wrong or right way of playing fifa um you know sometimes i think to myself like oh man like was that you know playing a foot champions and i'm thinking like was that fun for that person do you know what i mean like was that fun the way they play fifa like never touching the ball they're just direct as possible trying to score goals and think to myself like Man, like how how can you enjoy doing that? But then again, I think it comes back to a lot of the arguments we've had today is that everyone is is unique in how they want to play and what enjoyment they get from the game. We're also in a again, we're all reward junkies, and that trains people to play FIFA, maybe even how they don't want to play the game, but they do copy these guys that play certain ways or whatever it is, because they want the best rewards possible. I personally would go on a slightly different tangent. I think there's some other things that FIFA can get rid of that would help. For example, like, I don't even understand why there's celebrations in the game. And then FIFA come out and give it that they've got rid of these toxic celebrations. You all can judge for me that there's just as many toxic celebrations this year as there was last year. Like, that's a little bit different to me. Or, for example, yeah, exactly. I'll give it the whole, that stupid turnaround thing or whatever (laughs) it is. You know, like, if you need to go see it, go watch True Red's TikTok. It just cringes me when he does that thing. Um, (laughs) Like... That bothers me more to be fair, because at the end of the day, Mark brought it up with the goal three versus pro thing. It's the same thing in real life football. Look at how the world how many times, you know, we all like, you know, obviously you like Chelsea, you know, we like United, you know, you well, you like Sunderland, Mark, so obviously what, well, you know, I'd like to say they're a top club, but they're not. Um those those teams come up against teams that play the way FIFA players play. I mean, that's just where football is at the minute anyway, at the minute. So is it really can you argue that these people are playing it the wrong way? Cause that's how, you know, football is played anyway at the minute. So I don't know as much me that it bothers me about different formations and stuff. I think any, you should be able to play however you want to play the game. You know? Um, I think someone that stands out to me a lot that I love for a lot of reasons, one of them is pie face. Like guy will play formations on players with whoever he wants. It doesn't matter to him. I remember last year I got beef Lampard. You can vouch for it. I bought Moment Zidane and people were like, what are you doing buying him? Like he's not, he's not going to fit. He doesn't fit the better. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I just want to play with the players I want to play with in the system. I want to play, you know? So I don't, am I going to bitch and moan about when I lose 10 minutes after I, lo- you know, bloody five in the back? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. It's human nature, isn't it? We all want to blame everyone but ourselves. But me, I think there's other things that can take out the game. Like the time, ta- like the time wasting portion of things, like the celebrations, that toxic side of things, I think is worse than, at the end of the day, Max, if you want to play 5-3-2, go for it, mate. Well, i give like you stick for it, probably. If you want to play 4-2-4 for 90 minutes, you want to play 4-1-2-1-2, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, play, play with whatever it is. Um, I think you're always going to piss someone off because someone will tell you that you're playing with... You're a pace abuser or you're a this and that. Do you know what I mean? It, there's, again, no right answer. But for me, I think there's other things that could be changed to make the game um, less toxic than just, you know, play with whatever
0: you want to play with. I think you're right. I think whatever people do... People will hate against you. Yeah. Again, you've got the guys who say like, "Oh, I can't believe you're a rat if you use Varane or Mendy." The two of the best players. What, like, why would you? What be can you do? Yeah, if you have them, they're cheap, they're usable, and they're still usable at this this point in time. Uh, Mark, I want to move on to you next here. Like I said, it's this is a very, I don't know, we're at a weird point. I think where whatever you do, you're gonna piss someone off. Someone's gonna get annoyed with whatever you do. Mark, are you? Do you think there's a wrong or right way to play FIFA?
3: Um. Again, personal opinion, Um, everybody's entitled to it and I think there's no right or wrong wrong way. I know I've not really played much, so is it 5-3-2 you were saying sort of came into fashion the last few weeks? Yeah, the five back, yeah. So I've not experienced it personally, but that might be why I've got this opinion. But what's the difference? If that's the meta formation right now, what happens if next month the meta formation is a 4-1-2-1-2? Do you then get hammered for playing a four one two one two because that's the most effective formation? Like it's I think it you might get hammered if not not everybody was able to play the five three two. But I mean, everyone can play it. If I'm complaining about it and I'm playing a four back, if it bothers me that much, then why don't I just move to a five three two? If you can't beat them, join them. I'm sort of in that mindset. I think everybody can play it any formation they'd want to play. So I don't get how you can complain at that because, I mean, it's in the game. For me personally, I am moving away from trying to use these meta players or meta tactics and formations. I've sort of discovered I have most fun on FIFA in end-to-end games. You know, I've had a few games where it's nil-nil and there's one shot in the game and it's boring, you know. It doesn't bother me if I lose a game. If I, I'd rather lose a game 7-6, than go nil-nil and lose on penalties because it's more entertaining for me as a player. So I I like to try and play quite attacking. Do I leave myself open at the back? Yes. Does that bother me? No, I still rage, but I know if I want to have fun, that's how I'm going to play. So I don't think there's a right or wrong way to play. Um, the way I think of it is, if somebody who's much worse than me plays five at the back, I'm probably still going to beat them if they're that much worse. But again, like Ross said in real football, if you're a top team and you're playing a... If you're a Manchester United, you're playing a Burnley, they are going to they might play a five at the back. They might play a four in midfield. They might sit back. And then it comes back to you. Are you good enough to break them down? And I think you can sort of relate that to FIFA. Are you a good enough player to handle this adversity and break through the back line of somebody who sits back. so that's It might be because I've not played against them. I don't know, but that's just my mindset personally.
0: Yeah, I think definitely there's ways to break it down. I think you've just got to be... I think the issue is that the past couple of years has always been the like the four four two and the the 2 one have been the meta. And I think because everyone's played it, they've not really complained too much. You know, even guys complained about using their 4 one this year, which I find crazy. I, I don't want to mention any names there. Langpard, I'm going to move on to you next here. What have you made of that? What, what do you? Th- is there a right or wrong way to play FIFA in your opinion?
1: So the opposite of Mark and Ross, I do believe there is a wrong way to play FIFA. You do not play FIFA like a rat. You do not play 5-3-2. Tr- you do not use the defence that consists of Nick Pope, Kyle Walker, Joe Gomez, Rafael Varane <laughs> and Ferland Mendy. Right? You do not do That's that. That's why right? you put poor people in I've seen you in them. <laughs> you got
3: all of them. You've all got five hundred your exp- club. Stop exposing me,
1: Jack. Is that, um, is that why you got rid of Nick
3: Pope in that SBC though?
1: Just yeah, correct, correct, correct. Because his eighty two is actually better than his eighty four. Fact. Um, <laughs> also, what Mark just said. Yeah, you have teams like Burnley beating Man United. Yeah. But when you go on Twitter, all the Man United fans are begging for Burnley to be relegated for this toxic football they're playing. So that's the, they're, they're the rats of football, man. So you can't be comparing the little Timmy's that play 5-3-2 in weekend league, that pass the ball on the back for 90 minutes and then they get a, a little sweaty goal and win the game 1-0. That's, that's not the way to play FIFA, man. You play, As Mark said, the way to play FIFA is have fun. Um, like, look, if you want to use for Mendy, Varane, Gomez, Walker, go ahead, do it. Um, but when you do it Please delete your club After the game as well um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know I I'm, I'm winding up I'm winding up uh, No There isn't There isn't Like look You can't say anybody How to play a game Like you know If you want to play Call of Duty Warzone And sit in a corner all game And snipe all day long You can do that You know Or you, if you want to run around With a shotgun And run into every building Guns gung ho You can do that It's, it's a video game um, People go way too Drawn up about everything And um, yeah, it is annoying. Like Ross said, when you've just come up against someone that's playing uh, meta formation that passed the ball around, waits for the one opportunity, scores that one opportunity, and then doesn't let you do anything. That's there's you have to try and find ways to overcome it. Um, and I know the game doesn't really let us do that sometimes, um, but look, that's that's the game. That's what it is. Uh, we can. I don't I how PG is the stream, but we can bitch and moan <laughs> we can bitch and moan about all we want about um what happens in a game, but it's a video game. if I go on a Call of Duty and someone kills me, I'm gonna give out about them. Um, if I go on to whatever online game I play and someone does something to me, like let's say if I go into Fall Guys and I start pulling people behind, um that's it's just a bit of fun, man, like you know. <laughs> Rossi his head right there. I, <laughs> I think the easiest
2: way to end it is that lad Anders won 531 games in a row. You do not think he played against five three two a few times in there. If you're good enough, you'll beat him. Yeah, simple. Yeah, like, Max that's... is not having it. Max no, is not I, I, know, I completely there. agree
0: here. I think the the issue is, is that essentially, like, my meta meta does stand for basically the, the most effective tactic available, and that's what like you, you can't you can't have a gut people for using the best thing that they want to use. But I think the issue now is that FIFA is a game that you, it's hard to enjoy unless you're winning. Mm. So you will do anything to your ability to try and win. If you can, say, use a different formation that might be the best one right now, you're going to use it. That. And that's why pro players are using this formation, because it's going to help them in events. The issue is, is that sometimes people might use it in a defensive way. But like I said, it's all trying to help them. If you're purely good enough, okay, and you are a really good player, then you'll beat players who are worse than you. But I think the issue is that people sometimes will blame everything but themselves if they lose a the game. There is obviously things in the mechanics and in the game that might not go your way and you might think, hey, like, DDA or maybe that should have gone in my favour then. But the issue is that there is not a predetermined winner before every single game of FIFA, at least in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah. So it's... Uh...
2: I think... I've said this probably the fourth time tonight. And again, you might, this for me, it's the root of everything. And it'll never change now is that it? it's because of it. We are a rewards driven community. So like every game you lose, it takes you further away from the rewards you want. Like, and it's human nature to not, like you said, mate, it's human nature to not look at yourself, isn't it? It's always to look at them. What did they do that pissed me off, that cheated me into not winning that game? That I'm not going to get 30, you know, or, or, or you know, league one or whatever it is you're going for. And it's like telling, a. It, I'm a I, this might be a bit brass, but like, it's like telling, it, like I said, everyone's addicted to the rewards. And it's like, then you're not getting your, your hit of whatever it is. You know what I mean? And that's, so that's how you react. It's reaction. So like, I think it won't change because again, just like how do you implement new gamers into FIFA? It's an impossible question because this is how the community is. And you'll never get to a point where someone l- Everybody in this game loses a game of fever and says, Ah, oh, fair play, you know, move on to the next one. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It just it doesn't it won't ever happen. Ever, ever happen. It'll always be, you know, it was meta or it was doing expo you know, you know, doing this or that, whatever it was, you know, it's there's again never gonna be a right answer. For me, play with however you want. Like Jack said, you know, at the end of the day, it's a video game, it's how you want to play it. And like I said, Anders won five hundred and thirty one games in a row. If you're good enough,
1: you'll
0: beat whatever comes at you. Yeah, exactly. And also, to finish off here, there are also, I always do hear people like, "Oh my god, this this guy here is playing friendlies and he's playing it, playing like his foot champs. E- everybody plays most games to win. That's why you're getting to get my FIFA, and you can say, "Well, so and so sweating, or he's trying to play really play play a certain way," but everyone is trying to win in their own way, whatever that is. So everyone's got their own motivations. Everyone enjoys the game in different ways some people might enjoy the game through playing a fun formation and attacking some people might enjoy the game by scraping a few wins against guys that they they probably shouldn't beat but they're able to beat them um that was you against me on it i wasn't <laughs> going to say that but thanks for bringing it up <laughs> uh <laughs> we are going to uh, we going to leave it there and this is again it's been a very i think a very productive podcast again uh, lots of opinions here and i think it's a never-ending topic, I think, that what we've spoken about today, like I said, there the whole thing's within FIFA, the gameplay and enjoyment, I think, differs from person to person. I think sometimes you might see the majority of people not liking it, but I always think there will be people who are enjoying it, no matter what. Um, but again, as always, we are going to go through our guest and wake of fire, and
1: We'll start with you first, uh, King Lampard. Where can people find you? Um, so, as I say, my main two platforms are Twitter and Twitch. Um, on both platforms, my name is King Langpard. Um On Fridays, we do leak promos. So, that's a little plug for myself. So, hashtag Langpard Leaks. 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 <laughs> And Langpard, when do you normally stream the week as well? Um, so, I have kind of set up my schedule properly now, um, just because I'm a little bit more flexible at the moment. Um, I stream Thursday to Sundays from 6pm or half five UK time. Um, for about three hours so about, about half eight 9pm and then I stream either Monday or Tuesday depending on one of those days a week I have something on so it's either one or the others so I'm, I I, I put up on Twitter whenever I go live anyway so it yeah, sounds good and uh, Ross where can people find you?
2: Uh Twitch Twitter Instagram all the good lads 77 Um I'm usually streaming Tuesday Thursday Friday and Sunday at the minute it's a bit crazy as you know I'm trying to buy a house and do some other stuff so Uh, i'm not as consistent as i'd like to be but um yeah tuesday tuesday nights so early morning for uk uh, tuesday thursday friday and and sunday
0: sounds good and mark where can people find you you can find me on twitter at mark foot trader
3: and tiktok at mark foot trader as well with some brilliant voiceovers at the minute
0: perfect again appreciate you guys coming on again and uh, i'm sure this would be a great listen thank you guys